Everybody in the world and this room to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour live at the Detroit Women at Comedy Festival 2019. Yeah. Wow. I'm gonna I'm just gonna stand for a minute, you guys. Wow, how how are you guys doing today? Let's go around the table. Just one word. Amazing. Great. Fantastic. Juicy. Okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Wow, so it, it, this is our, uh, I think this is like our fifth live show, and I am, I am pumped, guys, because we have such a wonderful show for you today, but in case you're in this room and you're like, who's this, this big boy? First of all, <laughs> first of all, rude. <laughs> I just want to say, I think I was venting about this to someone last night, juicy guy over here. Uh, if I walk up to you and you're about to serve me food, and you say, what's up, big guy? I don't like it. <laughs> It's not fun for me. <laughs> it might be fun for you, and it might be, they never say it like mean, I mean, in high school they said it meanly, but they never say it meanly now. They're just like, hey, what's up, big guy? Like, we're buddies, you know? I don't want to be your buddy if you're calling me big guy, man. Just come on. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, see, yeah, I'm sure you, I, you get tall guy all the time, ugly dude, you know? <laughs> That's... If you've never listened to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour before, it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians and non-local musicians, painters, poets, artists, sculptors, directors, never had a sculptor, don't quote me on that, uh, and also it's the world's only mandatory podcast. So welcome back. <laughs> if, yeah. If, if you haven't listened before, uh, then turn yourself into the world police because... It's a mandatory podcast, and you've been breaking the law. Uh, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't make the laws, guys. It's just my life. I just saw my mommy walk in. <laughs> she, I mean, she's still out there, but just uh, when she walks in, let's all give a round of applause, and the people in the recording are just going to have to hear another round of applause just randomly. That's fine with that. This is being recorded, by the way, so no racism. <laughs> I'm keeping an eye on you guys. All right? Anyway, <laughs> uh, we have a great show for you guys today. Later on, we'll be joined by Missy Simmons. She's a child astrophysics uh, uh, prod or quantum physics prodigy. Uh, and she's got a new project that she's working on. And then uh, we'll be joined by uh, Bethany Baxter. She has a kitty cat daycare. Um, and also, uh, just a lot more fun going on. So let's get excited about that. But first, let me bring out my first guest. She is an award-winning... Americana singer-songwriter. Uh, please welcome Emily Rose. Yeah. Hi. There she is. Here she goes. There she goes again. Keep going. I was a tenor one in high school, and no big deal. <laughs> I was. I believe it. Were you in choir? I was not in choir. No. I was a stoner in high school. I mean, you can be in choir and be a stoner. No. No. <laughs> They're two different cliques. You can't be both. Welcome. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, this is Emily Rose's second time uh, being on the show, yeah. uh, which is exciting mm -hmm. because it means you didn't have a horrible time the first time. Unless you're giving me a second chance right now I mean, to redeem myself. Yes, <laughs> that's what this is. I know. You did so bad the first time that I like, okay, I know. second chances or she's out forever. I know. And I'm banning her from every single podcast. Hi, there's my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She deserved it. She, I had a huge head when I was born. Uh, and I still do. It hasn't gone away. <laughs> so. <Ooh. laughs> You're welcome. Wow. That's an image. Yeah, it <laughs> is an image. It's also on video if you want to check it out wow. after the show. What? <laughs> Anyway, uh, welcome, Emily Rose. Thank you. Uh, so, Emily, you uh, are a singer-songwriter from the, the Detroit area, allegedly. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> are we on trial? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Actually. I thought so. The bright lights. I yeah. get it. Okay. Uh, you said I did it? 
Alleged. No. Oh, I thought you said I did it. I'm sorry. We almost got I it. I said I get it. Anyway. I didn't do it, though. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome, Emily Rose. So you, um, how long have you been performing music for? Give me an over-under. Uh, over-under? 20 years. Oh. <laughs> Under 20 years? Sweet. Okay. All right. I, I win. The bet. <laughs> With whom? Me. Okay. <laughs> Hedging wow. my bets here, guys. Okay. How long have you been playing music Maybe for? Maybe 12 or 13 years. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time. That's a while. Uh, and so you are uh, generally uh, play Americana music, um, uh, singer, songwriter, acoustic music. Uh, mm -hmm. You're also in uh, the hit trio Kubat. Kubat. Is it Kubat? Mm -hmm. uh, Finley and Rose. Mm -hmm. uh, but little do may some of you know, Emily Rose also has a comedy side of her of her repertoire. It's true. Yeah. Uh, and how long have you been playing comedy music for? Um, since I turned twenty five. Twenty five years old. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, do you want to know my age? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, we'll just leave it at that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, um, what what got you interested in playing comedy music? I'm assuming that you you were playing like folk stuff before that, yeah. and then we're like, I want to start making people giggle. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, um, what happened was I I wrote an Alanis Morissette parody mm -hmm. when I was 25. Nice. As you do. It's coming of age. It is. <laughs> 25, you can rent a car, and then you write an Alanis Morissette parody. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it went over a lot better than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. um, it was just like a, just shooting the shit, you know, at my kitchen table, whatever. Um, and then I performed it for some friends, and they liked it. And um, and then kind of uh, writing parodies and funny stuff on the side became kind of like an outlet when I couldn't write serious music. Very cool. Um, so uh, so you also, in addition to uh, your comedy music, going back to this, the Americana stuff, you released a new album last year mm -hmm. uh, called Wake Up Brave. I if did. you haven't listened to it yet, it's also mandatory. So... Uh, go check it out. <laughs> it's very good, and it was—it's proven that it's very good. It's indisputably proven because you won a dang award for it, uh, outstanding Americana album at uh, the Detroit Music Awards. Mm -hmm. uh, last, what was it? When was that? In March, something like that. I think it was in April. April. Wow! Yeah. Congra congratulations! Thanks. A round of applause, Emily Rose. Thanks, wow. guys. <clears throat> cool. And how did that feel, winning that uh, prestigious award? Well, it was cool because I, um, I mean, worked really hard on the record, mm -hmm. and uh, it was not just me, but you know, a lot of musicians helped me out, and it was a group group effort. So it was cool to see, you know, some something come of that. But awesome, you know, yeah. So uh, you brought a song for us to a song for us to hear yep. as you do. With I songs. do have a few. And this is uh, what is this song called? <laughs> Um, I'm my <laughs> did you hear that noise I just <laughs> that made? That was a great sound. I like that. <laughs> wow. Um, well, the first uh, song I'm going to do is, uh, it's called Mean Barista. Mean Barista. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's the song about? It's about this mean barista, you guys. Great. <laughs> great. All right. so mean. Every time I go to this coffee house, I'm not going to say where. After the show, I might tell you. Great. <laughs> but she's so mean. Let's dish on Mean Baristas <laughs> after, the, after the podcast. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, so here is Emily Rose with Mean Barista. Okay. Here we go. Mean Barista from the coffee shop. She's like a dominatrix and a traffic cop. Her eyes are frozen like my old laptop. That spinning wheel of doom. I just want a cup of coffee. Worst of all, it's my favorite spot to relax into the day. But alas, I cannot because her face brings out all of my inner shame. And now it's pouring over, mean barista. How can I ever win her over? saw Mean Barista from the coffee shop at a Halloween party. My jaw totally dropped. She was not in costume. So I thought I better not walk over to her and ask her for a pot of coffee. From the back 
back of the party I watched her like a creep She was dancing to a song to which I couldn't find the beat She still wasn't smiling but I would never ask her to do that Later that night she crept into my dreams We were back at the counter but she wasn't as mean From my pinky toe she was licking whipped cream Holy fuck I have issues Thanks. And I'm assuming that's a true story. It is a true story. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks. Uh, so uh, you have a you told were telling me that you're about to start working on a comedy album. Yeah, I'm gonna put wow. a put a comedy al- album out sometime in the next yes. year or two. Yeah. In the next year or two. Or two. I give myself some leeway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't hold her to it, guys. <laughs> take, well, you know the last album, Wake Up Brave. I kept on telling people like, oh, it's gonna come out this fall. And then I was like, well, at winter, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's spring, coming. and then it was like three and a half years after the yeah. date that it was supposed to happen. It worked so. out, though. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so keep, go follow Emily Rose on Facebook to find out this new comedy album. If so you're patient. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you're in it for the long haul, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what, what kind of inspired you to want to start working on a comedy album? You just had all these in your, your pocket? They started piling up. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> it just became a burden. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get these out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, that's very exciting. So uh, thank you so much, Emily Rose. Uh, you're gonna stick around and help me interview some of these ridiculous people that let's we got do coming it. Around? Heck yeah. All right, let's bring our first uh, or second guest out. Uh, she is a child prodigy uh, of uh, quantum physics and she's got a, a new animated show coming out uh, soon. So please everyone welcome Missy Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. Oh, no, take that one. Oh, Oh, hi, thank you very much for letting me be here. Yeah, you're welcome, Miss. I'm just not used to being around so many (laughs) grown-ups, you know? Really? (laughs) I mean, you, uh, yeah, I guess you're our child prodigy, so uh, you you, you probably spend most of your time around, like, children. Well, okay, well, I I graduated from Harvard with a PhD in physics uh, (laughs) when I was 14 and a half, and so, and fourteen then and a half. Fourteen and a half, okay. which counts. Yeah. <laughs> when you're, you know, four, four foot seven at Harvard, <laughs> so, yeah. so it counts. So, um, we had a birthday party and everything. There was no beer for me, but um, good. We just talked about climb physics and things on my birthday. Was, yeah. <laughs> and then I was bored because, like, then I'm done with college and like, so I just made a show. <laughs> An animated kids show. Uh-huh. Uh, so you just like felt like it, or was that, or has animation been something that you've been passionate about for for a long time? Well, yeah. I mean, of course, I'm a kid. I like animation. I like, um, but I guess I'm just one of those kids that likes animation, but also likes black holes and time space continuum and <laughs> Einstein's theory of relativity and everything. And I was like, oh my god, none of the other kids I hang out with um, like these things. So um, I need to create a show, and and so kids can understand it, so um, that I can have people that hang out with that know how to talk to me. I, you can breathe, Missy. <laughs> I feel like okay. I feel like you're really worked up. Well, I get really emotional sometimes because oh. <laughs> it's just hard. You know, it's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, running a company at <laughs> 14 and a half. Wait, you have a company? Well, I built an animation company. Oh, okay. You didn't yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> I approached all the major studios when I was like a sophomore. Oh. Because. So you own like Disney and Pixar. You own I don't uh, Illumination. Own them. But um, because I'm not old enough. Oh, okay. Um, but I, I've i just done a lot with, like, creating the characters and building new animation models and stuff because the older ones were really clunky and it takes forever to get characters right. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a simple program just to get the characters right. Yeah. Yeah, so it just goes really fast that way. Right. So uh, let's take it back a little bit. Let's talk about uh, your your. I, childhood, early childhood, I guess, mm-hmm. considering you're still a child. Uh, but uh, how did you, when you first realized that you were a, a genius, really, with, with that quantum physics? Um, well, that's a really weird question, Michael. I feel like <laughs> it's not. It's not like I'm sitting around at five years old and I'm like, oh my God, I'm a genius. That's <laughs> not how it happens. Is that how you think it happens? Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't know. Well, that's not how it happens. I feel like happen. you're insulting me. <laughs> well, it's hard to just be around other people. They oh. don't know as much. Yeah. Sometimes. And so, um, so yeah, I was probably 
five years old and I was drawing and I remember I told my mom like I realized that on the paper it was blank and there was nothing there and I realized that it was kind of like the singularity like the beginning of everything and then I became like um, a character in my mind that was called Abby which is short for abiogenesis which is of course probably everybody knows this but it's the theory of all life coming from an inanimate object which is sort of controversial if you're really into the big bang but like so I started talking about this to my mom and her friends and her friends were like that's weird or your daughter's cool like depending on how cool they were you know and so some of them were like you should really do something with her like put her on like kids got talent or something she's like no she's a freak you know so she didn't really want she wasn't really into it but luckily like one of her friends was a teacher and he sort of um you know guided me along because he was a teacher and we really like he was my best friend and so we just talk about um you know string theory and everything theories of the universe and stuff and um yeah, and so I just started working in his lab at stuff at like when I was like six and a half. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long answer for a really simple question. Well, yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah. Are, are you are you nervous, Missy? Is there anything I can do to to help you out? Um. Well, her singing is pretty. Mm-hmm. I like. I hope she has a song about black holes or something because I already you, really you like have a her. Song about black holes, Emily? Not yet. No. Okay. Oh. <laughs> well, you were really great. I heard you backstage, and you were so super cool. Thank you. I bet you were really good when you were really young too. Do you know what it's like? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> sucked when I was oh. younger. Yeah. I really worked hard. But you know what it's like to feel weird in totally. public. Okay, yeah. so that's the same. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. I think we all. So know how singing, it feels if people weird. sing to me, that makes me feel better. Um, sometimes, you know, if I have to present at a conference. You have to what? If I have to present at a conference. Pretend at a conference? Present. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (sighs) If I have to present at a conference and I'm nervous backstage and Mr. Thompson's not there and there's like a thousand people who expect me to know everything about quantum physics and everybody's taller than me and they're all drinking. (laughs) (laughs) And then, but this person that thinks to be and that makes me feel better, and then I go talk, and it's fine. Hey, well, you're in a, you're in a good place right okay. now. Okay. Nobody's judging you. In fact, I don't think that's anyone fine. here knows anything about quantum physics, so you're already the smartest person in the room. Oh, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> but I like everybody, and I'm sure you've heard about Jumpzilla. About what? Jumpzilla, the show. Oh, your, your show. My show, Jumpzilla. Jumpzilla. Yeah. Uh, I actually didn't know the name of it. You just told me an animated okay, show. Okay, like, you've been living under a rock and you've never heard of Jumpzilla? <laughs> is it on yet? Is it on TV already? Yeah! Oh, I guess I am. What, what channel is it on? Well, I don't even know, now that I'm talking to you, like, that you would even have ever heard of the channel. I mean, I... <laughs> because it's for super smart kids that want to learn about science. Is it Noggin? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That's the one, and, and I do the voices of one of the characters named Abby, which is short for Abigenesis, yes. which is the thing I was just the, talking about. Where yeah. Animal, yeah. I remember. And then, <laughs> um, and then there's another character named Dew, which stands for duality, which, of course, is everybody knows, like the, where, uh, like the duality, dual nature of wa- uh, light waves, where they can be particles or waves, but not at the same time. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, totally. It's just like that. So, you know, picture if you had a friend like that that could be a particle or a wave how cool that would be <laughs> and then if you had another uh friend that was like made uh out of spontaneous generation from an animate object how cool that would be, That'd be so and crazy. that's sort of the basis of the show wow that's they're a, friends and you know i can't I, I can't believe no one's already thought of a show like that already i know it <laughs> seems so obvious when i pitched it it's like why there's not already a show like this and they jackpot nobody even said anything they were so confused that I was even there by myself without yeah. any adult supervision. Yeah. I mean, do you need adult supervision? No, I have a driver <laughs> and uh, a board and everything for my company. And so oh. they trust me and everything because I think some of them are just scared of me. But some of them, I think it's just because of money. Oh, okay. They just like that I help them make money. Yeah. So That's usually how people who are under someone's employee are. Yeah. <laughs> they like when they give them money cause for labor that they produce. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so how, how's your relationship with your parents? It's good. You know, they, um, 
they're just regular, you know. We're from a small town in Michigan, and um, they just, you know, my mom was a teacher. No, well, my mom was friends with a bunch of teachers, but she didn't really do anything. What? But she hung around <laughs> with all the teachers, how, which is how I got to know the teachers. How did she, she, how did she end up in that, that group if she wasn't a teacher herself? Just the neighborhood, and she always had weed and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> So everybody hung out at our house, and they thought it was weird. And um, were they your teachers? What's that? Were they your teachers that she was smoking no, weed with? No, they taught things like yoga, <laughs> and um, they taught things like um, like chakra reading and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So they were cool people. We would dance around. <laughs> okay. They were nice. So uh, what about your father? He was nice. His name is Jerry. And he runs a, a hardware company, and he was he was cool. He let me build things in the basement. What? He, <laughs> he would let me build things in the basement because, like, when I was really bored and like I was read all the books and everything, I read all the books and I fixed everything in the house, all the broken things. And then he's like, "Oh, just gave me a bunch of tools," and I just started building things to like measure waves and things. And then that was about when I met Mr. Thompson, mm-hmm. who said maybe I should go to college. Yeah. But maybe they were just trying to, I was annoying probably. You think so? Maybe. <laughs> I've seen, I've, I've thought about it, and maybe it's because just like, you know, sometimes you just don't want to hear a little kid be smarter than you. Like I've heard people say that when they thought I wasn't listening. It also might be a volume issue. Okay. <laughs> well, that's something that I'm really working on. And you bringing it up when I'm right here in front of everybody is really upsetting. I think, to be fair, I probably shouldn't have insulted a 14-and-a-half-year-old on stage in a a mandatory podcast. Well, I think I'll be okay if this this girl is going to sing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily Rose will sing again. Not right now, but she'll she'll get there. (laughs) All right. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about uh, your, your, uh, your new animated television show. What's it... Uh, so what's been the process of uh, creating it? Ha- did you animate it yourself? I animated it, and I hired a staff of, you know, there's probably about 30 people working on the show. 30? Yeah, there's about 30 of us working on the show because well, there's voices on the show, and there's animators, and there's painters, and, you know, writers and everything, and scientists, and we work really well together, and it's really just like a really good flow, you know? Yeah. It's a really good mix of people who really understand everything about, like, science and animation and everything, and so everybody's just on the goal to, like, teach kids more about science, because I feel like, you know, no offense, but I feel like a lot of the kids in our country just can't read or shit like that. (laughs) Hey, language. (laughs) Okay, they can't read. Okay, good. (laughs) Good. Well, do you ever, so in your show, uh, is it educational, like teaching children how to read? Or is it mostly just quantum physics? Well, I think it's just quantum physics mostly because what we're trying to do is just really raise the bar. Uh You know, I feel like maybe, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I watch a lot of TV one day and I feel like maybe we've really lowered the bar. Yeah, I think it might be right. Yeah. In TV, right? You don't connect with the... Have you seen Jailbirds? No. (laughs) I watched Jailbirds. It's about a bunch of women in jail. Oh, I did. I have watched that actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just. Try, I just I know feel it like Jumpzilla. You know, we're just trying to get kids off on a different start. You know, just get them thinking about science. You know, instead of thinking about it being cool to be in a women's prison, because sometimes they make it look cool. Do you want to be in a women's prison? No. Oh, okay. But if I could come in there and just teach them. Oh, that would be cool. If they'd be nice. To have me. you have you done anything like that before? Have you ever taught people before? Well, yeah, at conferences, mm-hmm. at conferences where they study, like, you know, I don't want to say freaks, but, <laughs> you know, when they get a bunch of people together and, and they say, like, well, this person's, like, weird, like, not normal people, and then they, um, well, kind of like this show. Oh, this show. <laughs> kind of like this show. Like, we're going to bring on this person who's weird and different yeah. and make him talk about things. Yeah, that sounds exactly right, actually. So it's like this. Yeah. But with like a thousand people, yeah, and, we don't have um, that. and there's funding at stake <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> okay. And then you have to sign a contract, and then you have to have meetings afterwards and everything. But basically, you're just doing your regular like slide deck with you know um, projections about uh, you know what's going to happen to the universe and the expansion probabilities, and you're just meeting with people that most people don't know exist that I probably shouldn't even be talking about. <laughs> Why not? 
well, you're just not supposed to know everything, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, for our country, you're just, like, not supposed to know everything that's happening that's science-y. I mean, obviously. Is there things, like, that would be scary for to find out? Well, yeah, well, not scary to me because it's so obvious. <laughs> like, you just look up in the sky and go, okay, that's what's happening. What, like, <laughs> can you give us, like, a, a taste of something that might scare well, us a little? Well, I don't know. I I signed some things oh, okay. at the last conference about some discoveries, and like maybe later we could talk about it. But I don't know if it should be recorded, just because of maybe privacy. you can rhyme it, like um, <laughs> like give us a rhyme. Oh, so see, I'm really good with science, but not so much good with rhyming. <laughs> so, uh, time and space. <laughs> Wait, those are the words. Um, <laughs> Something that rhymes with the thing but isn't the thing? Yes, yes. I don't know how to do it. Oh, no. Oh. Um. No, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> I write an animated show. Of course I can do it. Um. There, there is a car. Okay. That's bigger than a bun. Okay. That's near to our schmanit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and it isn't a ton. I don't know if you got what I was saying. But I wouldn't be afraid if I was you. Okay. <laughs> We're working on it, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> and if you follow um, Jumpzilla... You get all the clues, so you know. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a little scavenger hunt. It's like a scavenger hunt. Wow. It's like a scavenger hunt. Awesome. Well, well do you want to hear another song, uh, Missy? Yes. Awesome. So, Emily, what's this next song you'll be playing for us called? All right. Um, well, in lieu of a... Uh, I'm not going to tell you the title. Oh, okay. okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you said that very well, just like, the like, title pointedly. Actually, the, the title gives it away. Okay. And yeah, you don't want to give it away until like okay. the chorus. <laughs> All right. So here is. But let's just say my, my 14 year old self inspired it to a degree. Great. This is a parody of just my imagination. Each day of last week, I shot you the evil eye. to your mom you raised such a rotten guy I swapped your lube with glue and nair with your shampoo I called you at work and broke up with you But it was just my menstruation Playing a trick on me It was just my menstruation I'm really quite sweet Soon I'll be scarcely low on sanity Cozy as a chainsaw in a clown suit chasing two children, maybe three. I tell you, I would never hurt a fly. But if you're stalling while putting toppings on your froyo, I'll make you wanna die. Once again, draining all my chi. It is just my menstruation. Can't wait till I'm 60. Every month on my knees, I pray, dear Lord, hear my if you take my cramps, I will believe in thee. I'll devote my life to purity. 
reality. Please now, could you release this death grip from my ovaries? But in reality, this bargaining is overly contingent on menstruation, actually. I'm a heathen and a freak. It was just my menstruation. Check back in a week. Just my menstruation once again. My crazy sprung a leak. It was just my menstruation hijacking my physique. Excellent. Also based on a true story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, thank you, Emily, again, for a wonderful tune. Uh, now it's time to move on to our next segment. Uh, I, you know, the news is uh, constantly negative lately. So uh, on the Michael Dupree Variety Hour, we like to uh, lighten things up a little bit with our very own uh, Dinah Jones. So please, everyone, welcome Dinah Jones. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dinah Jones in your face. I'm Dinah Jones. Today, for the Detroit Women of Comedy Festival, I'm revolting against Michael. Who has been publicly victimized by Michael Dupree? Raise your hand. Make some noise. I knew it. See, everyone, if you'd like to know about Michael Dupree, his precious fiance over there in the audience has kicked him out of his house due to his excessive farts, <laughs> video games, and falling asleep to ASMR videos. <laughs> I mean, really. How many times does a man need his tingles throughout the day? <laughs> so, you can find Michael in the local black box basement, where you can find him underneath a pile of cheese snackums, a Mariah Carey memoir, and a copy of every Final Fantasy you could find in the books. And this is it. Michael, every time I come on this show, you say, do this, Dinah, do this, do this. But you have these lovely people that you interview, and I'm never one of them. Why is that, Michael? <laughs> You're not that interesting, Dinah. For your information, I go skiing once a year. I am the, I am the best wow. bowler on my league. My mom tells me so. And I love puppies. So, I mean, that's interesting enough. Well, that's all I needed to know, I guess. Dinah, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know you felt this way, even though you give me indications that you hate me every time we meet. Well, you never ask me how my day is. I walk in the door and you say, Dinah, I spilled a drink. I pooped in the corner. Clean it up, Dinah. Well, I can't do it. I'm, I'm famous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm famous, too. There's, there's a line of there, a line of people out there going, Dinah Jones, oh, my God. In that beautiful jacket that matches the colors of the Detroit Women of Comedy Festival. That's true, it does. Dinah, I thought you were going to come out here and say the news, not no. roast me in front no. of my friends. I always say the news. I always talk about beautiful things such as pugs being left in churches and flowers blooming and President Ronald Reagan. Ugh. But today I'm talking about negativity because that's how I feel today. Wow. Dinah, what happened? What's really going on, Dinah? I got rained on. Yeah, it's not nice out I there. I was trying to get a board game for my friend, and it rained on me. Should have brought an umbrella, especially with that perm. The last time I had an umbrella, I got swept away like Mary Poppins, and I was in freaking Chesterfield Township. Oh, oh my. It went a long way. I saw a lot of things. It was kind of <laughs> beautiful, but the crash hurt. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, Dinah, would it make you feel better if, if, you stay, if I let you stay out for the rest of the show? Oh, wow. <laughs> A sore thumb in the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is getting some love, finally. It's, uh, sorry. <laughs> I can put some back teen on this relationship. 
Ben Gay, please. Okay. Y'all Whatever I'll makes s- you I'll happy. I'll stay, but under one stipulation. Okay. Next time I'm on, I will in- be interviewed and I will be asked about my crocheting skills. <laughs> Do you want me to ask about your no, crocheting? No, not okay. now. The people could not, they couldn't handle it now. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it when it's pre-recorded and I can edit it down. <laughs> yes. Great. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Dinah Jones. I guess you'll be joining us for the rest of the show. Today. I guess it's time to bring out our, our last guest today. Uh, she is a uh, uh, she owns and operates her own small business, a, a, a kitty cat daycare called uh, Kitty Care Daycare. Uh, so please out welcome Bethany Baxter. Hi. Hello. Hi, Bethany. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. Great. Uh, so you own a uh, you're a small business owner, which I think is very important. Uh, Linda yes, McMahon is the the secretary of small businesses, uh, which is exciting. How does it feel being that close to uh, the the wife of the owner of WWE? Um, well, she has money and I don't. Oh. So there's that. There's that. Yeah. Uh, so you are your business is a, a cat daycare. Yes, it's called Kitty Care. Kitty Cat Daycare. Kitty Care, Kitty Cat Daycare. And uh, for $20, $25 a day, you can drop your kitty off at my house, <laughs> and I will take care of your cat all day long. Wow. Yeah. That's very exciting. Yes, but no one so far has taken me up on the offer. Not so a single customer. Not a single customer, because apparently <laughs> I've been told that uh, cats don't need taken care of, to which I say that's bullshit. Wow. Yeah. I'm very angry about it because it's a great model. I see doggy daycares everywhere. Yeah. I mean, usually uh, cats don't leave their home. I, I think uh, standard. So people don't typically, when they go to work or something, they don't typically need to leave their cats. You sound else. like the others. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, <laughs> I'm just trying to maybe give well, you a... I don't think that you've seen my house, though, and I would like to explain why my cat daycare is okay. the place that your cat should be every day from 9 to 4.30 p.m. <laughs> okay. We have a cat tree. Okay. I have one, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, settle down. I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> I have three different sized cat beds. Okay. I don't have I that. I have multiple spinny wheel thingies and the and, and a cat... Uh, scratching posts throughout <laughs> the domicile. Okay. And there's one room that's just for um, their bathroom. Yes. It's my bedroom, actually. It's the master bedroom because I just decided, give it to them. Get to give that room to them. Wow. So uh, how long have you been in business for? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, yes. No customers. So this, is, this podcast is important to my uh, business model, and I, I'm hoping that people will look me up on Kitty Care kittycatdaycare.com. It's a long name for a business. You sound like the others. <laughs> uh, so you, um, uh, as um, a business owner, you have to invest some money into it. Uh, how much, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how much have you invested into this this uh, business? Uh, $350,000. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like with that money, you could have rented out like a space, not use your own personal uh, Adobe. You sound like the others. <laughs> I, 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 I'm beginning to suspect that like a lot of people are giving these suggest- these suggestions and you're just writing them off. Well, this is the thing. I love cats. Mm-hmm. And I we all love cats. Not everyone. Okay. Everyone so, on this stage, oh, yes. Every, oh, you all love... Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, I'm, I'm the best at taking care of cats. Let me tell you about what I give people as part of my, mm-hmm. my services. Every 10 minutes, I will go up to your cat mm-hmm. and I will pet it. Whether Every it wants minutes. it or not, really. I'll just <laughs> hold it down and just give it the loving strokes it so richly deserves. You don't think that maybe if the person specifically requests, like, please don't pet the cat, uh, it doesn't like to be touched, you'd still do it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> so I, you don't listen to specific instructions? Because well, I care. Oh. Because <laughs> I care so much about those cats. Oh, God, they're, they're the babies of the world. Dinah, you uh, have had a bad experience with cats before, correct? Oh, there's a microphone behind you, Dinah. So we're I, I wasn't aware. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, when I was uh, two, I got my eyes almost gouged out by one. Oh. 
You grabbed the wrong microphone, by the way. Did I? Well, this one's working. You stole Missy's microphone. Sorry. <laughs> did you did you steal something from that cat? Is that why? Just its dignity. That's it. <laughs> I took its treats because they looked good. They smelled like cinnamon, and I said, "Well, I deserve it. I'm the kid." And I took it, and the cat almost killed me. So. Well, I understand that. There's many times that I've looked at the cat food and said, "Maybe I should try that. It looks delicious." I mean, they make it smell like various they things. They do. Sultry, sweet. They do. What? It's you know what? It's very upsetting. Because I always get the, the, the shredded, like the shreds with the gravy stuff for my cats. And every time I'm like, just a bite. Just take a so bite. Well, but I always go against it. But one of these days I'm going to try it. And I know it's not going to go over well. Well, you could come and bring your cat to my kitty cat daycare. Oh, and you I don't can have try cats. some. Oh. He's lying. He has two. <sighs> well, you could try <laughs> some two. of the food. It's a judgment-free zone. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't like to be sold to. That's the thing. I have a thing about it. You sound like the rest. <laughs> uh, but also, have you ever um, like eaten like out of a like you just had like fresh tuna, you know, that people can eat, and then fed it to the cats, and oh, then yes. ate it as well after you've already fed it to the cats? No. No. Okay. I'm I'm the only one then. <laughs> I'm s- I'm sorry that you are went you talking that about alone. regurgitation? Right no. Now? Is that like you're 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 you feeding your cats like you're a mama them? bird? No. No. No, no, that's yeah. not what I meant. No, that's what, what I, I meant. Is, that's what I heard, Okay, too. one time, yeah, we were out of cat food at my house. I had tuna. I had a can of tuna, which I eat for my lunches, and I was giving mm-hmm. it to the cats for the wet food, and I set it on the table, and sometimes I'll let my baby cat, because uh, she's my little princess, I let her eat out of the can while I'm giving the other cat food, and then I give her the food. So then once I was done giving it to them, then I took a little spoon for myself, uh, a different oh. spoon, and I was like, yeah, tuna. And then I remembered that the baby cat had been eating out of the can. I've so never run out high, of so can. You wonder <laughs> why his fiance kicked him out. Yeah. I've never run out of can. I mean, it's nice of her for her to have understand come. understand how that Sharing happened. food with animals is actually highly evolved behavior. <laughs> Thank you, Missy. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so uh, back, back to your business. Uh, so what... Uh, you said you have three hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars invested into it. Well, most of that is sand. <laughs> <laughs> to pee in. Sand dollars? It's a no, just sand. It's no, filling the, sand the entire the master bedroom and the master bed. Oh, most of it went into into the sand. The sand. I'm sorry, I, I thought you were saying that the it was three hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of sand. <laughs> I'd say more two hundred. Okay, just sand. Uh, so uh, that's a lot of money spent on sand that could have been spent on maybe other things. Yeah, I realize that now. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a personal question? I would love it. How do you deal with the sand in the crevices? Um. It's so upsetting that you bring that up because just this morning <laughs> I had to be somewhere and it took me an extra three hours. All that sand out there. Right? I can't sand. even three imagine hours. the burning sensation. I don't. Maybe just wear a diaper. Oh! All the sand in the diaper, that'd make it worse. It'd come like clumps. Yeah, but Never it would fall out and embarrass you. Well, if you ever want your cat properly cared for with the love that it so richly deserves... Please go to my website and come to my house. Okay. Uh, so, uh, what is your? So you've been in business for two weeks. You haven't had a single client. Right. Uh, what is your plan? What's your method for uh, maybe improving your those statistics? Well, if this podcast doesn't work, I'm probably just gonna get some more cats and get uh, some more cats. Yes, because I wanted it to look like a lot of people were already using my services. So right now I have 23 cats. Oh, boy. <laughs> so how much are you spending on maintaining these cats? The other $150,000, oh really. Because I like to buy them outfits, too, because some of them look alike. So I like to do that, and the outfits get rather elaborate. Just paint their tails with nail polish. That's how you tell them apart, like the breeder. Or just get a collar. For Not them. the whole tail, guys. Just one little thing. Jesus. I think the outfits, if you saw pictures of them, which are on my phone, but I did not bring it, uh, uh, they 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 look regal and well taken care of and the kind of place I personally would drop off my cat every day from the hours of 9 to 4.30. Have you ever in your life uh, utilized a kitty cat daycare service? No, because I don't think they've <laughs> existed before now. I'm a, I'm a uh, trailblazer oh, okay. yeah. in that respect. 
Uh, now, have you considered uh, how difficult it is to get a cat into like a carrier, like at all, ever, let alone doing it every single day to bring to some stranger's house, yes. filled with a bunch of other cats? I have considered that. So, how do you? What have you done uh, as a business owner to make it that? thing not an issue for cat owners well i show uh, a video of the cat tree mm-hmm. and the <laughs> beds so you just continue to show off the amenities and the yes <laughs> okay i mean the amenities are what sell and then i show them pictures of me petting the cats have you considered maybe like setting up like a shuttle service uh so people don't uh, so maybe you like do space th- shuttles no <laughs> i mean no, but because that is interesting. Like a kitty cat daycare space shuttle. I say you bring your cat to me, and I'll take it to outer space. <laughs> no uh, one's doing that. That would be. I mean, yeah, that'd be. I mean, at least if I could get another two hundred to three hundred fifty thousand more dollars. At least. <laughs> you'd have. You, uh, you I feel you'd at least get a Vice article written about you. Oh. Yeah. Right now, you probably don't even have like a Newsweek article written about you. Fingers crossed, though. Yeah, this maybe. space thing takes off. I should yeah. call that Lance guy from the NSYNC. Lance Armstrong? <laughs> oh, no, Lance Bass. Yes. Why would Lance Bass know anything about space shuttles? Because he was going to go to space, I thought. Was he? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Why do you know so much about that, Mom? <laughs> oh. She lives in the world. <laughs> she lives in the world. I don't watch the news that much. I don't watch the, the cable news, I this guess. This is kind of like 15-year-old news, so. <laughs> Lance Bass is 15-year-old news? No, I mean, it happened a while ago. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to get memory then, I guess. Uh, we actually had an episode of Jumpzilla where there was a cat in space. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, except like it didn't just, we didn't put it on a spaceship. It just like disappeared from regular Earth and ended up in space just like a wave particle is like an example of like kind of like being beamed somewhere on Star Trek, which of course I'm sure everybody knows. I mean, it's the most basic. But um, yeah, so cats being in space, not new. So it's possible. <laughs> I'd like to speak with you after the show if I could, because I think that you have some answers to questions that have been running through my mind for years. Of course. Okay. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> See, this has already been working out. So are you, you're, you're officially abandoning your current idea for your show? No, so why, I'm going to add the space shuttles oh as an amenity. I think maybe you should consider that maybe, <laughs> maybe after you started getting an a established client base. All right, I'll run my business. You run yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's uh, all right. So what I was suggesting was a shuttle service, not a space shuttle. Oh. Like, a, like a, you'd get a, like a sprinter van, and you kind of go around to each client's house, maybe the one or two you might get from this podcast, and uh, you package up the, via- the cats. Yeah, I mean, that's a great, you know, six-year goal, you know, smart goal, but I think at this point I just really need to get the one client. <laughs> And send that cat to space. <laughs> and then the other ones will follow. I think, uh, do you, so you think that doing the space shuttle first and then the sprinter van, that's the priority? Yes, because we'll need the sprinter van after the space launch. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because everybody's going to want to be sending oh, their that's keys to space. Got it. And I'll be like, today's not the day Baxter's going. Baxter's on the tree. <laughs> So how how do you expect to feed these cats in space? Because I mean, you know astronauts need like well, space that's food. what my friend over here will figure oh. out. She said that she wrote an entire novel about it. Wow! Or a show? Mm. I don't. I mean, it's it, animated, but I'm sure you took it from novels in your mind. <laughs> that's exactly how it worked. I took it from novels in my mind. Wow. We've all That's got him. Are you willing to to help out uh, our, our friend Bethany here with? Uh, yeah, and I also was thinking she probably should talk to one of my business development people because I feel like there's a lot of holes in your plan. It's true. I and don't no have any business training anything, whatsoever. But some people go into business with just like wrong ideas about how it's all supposed to work, and also like the misunderstanding that cats are lesser creatures than us is maybe where you're losing control of the situation in the first place. Do you think cats are intellectually on equal level with us? <laughs> I'm, I mean me, Come not on, you. Michael. Not you, me. Like he thinks he's in charge of the cats, right? <laughs> like yeah. people are still out there going, They're working like, oh, this pet you. is mine Hello. instead of the other way around, right? <laughs> Silly humans. <laughs> like, we, like there's probably still people in this audience that are like, I own this dog. <laughs> sure. I mean, sure legally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Like I purchased That's the animal. I purchased the animal with my currency. I own it like on a piece of paper and I feel like you understand where I'm coming from way more than he does. Yeah, Probably. We together, <laughs> I think that's like differently than other people. Yeah. Are you a genius too? Oh, I wouldn't say that. I just like cats. Oh. <laughs> Good. But does that make me a genius? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's tests and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll take a test. Wow. Uh, so um so you're going to start a, a space shuttle amenity as far why would you think that's something that I, if so if I were to consider a cat daycare and you were like we have scratching posts we have cat trees we have all this stuff I I'd, I'd maybe consider it but if you threw out the idea of like I'm going to send your cat to space that's when I start to think maybe I don't want to use your service I think a lot of people want their cat to be the one that's celebrated through all time and space in the no, universe. Not me. I know that I feel that way about at least 12 of the cats that I have right now. I get an anxiety attack thinking about my cat getting out of the house. I don't think, I think most people will probably freak out a lot about the idea of their cat leaving the planet. I, I You sound like the rest. Yeah. <laughs> You just came up with this idea. I know, but I just I am already hearing them in my head <laughs> saying these things. You gotta think, Michael, like your cat deserves to see the world and they would literally see the world. I out open there. the window for them. They watch it like a TV. I don't I don't feel like you're caring for your cats as well as Has they everybody could be. forgotten the cats have nine lives? <laughs> I don't think that, I think that's like just a turn of phrase. Like their existence in your house is like some big deal. <laughs> like going to space like duh, like this cat's never been to space before. <laughs> Right. <laughs> She's got a point. I feel like there. the nine lives thing is a turn of phrase. I don't think that they literally have nine lives. I'm just always amazed like how little people know <laughs> about like where even the nine lives things came from. Like people are like, oh, that's just a saying. It's like, hello, have you met cats? They've obviously lived like a thousand lives, duh. <laughs> what makes you say that? Oh my gosh, like have you ever communicated with a cat at a spiritual level? Raise your hand. Yes. Gosh, and why is it I feel so like cool? all those because hands being raised were unironic. <laughs> I don't know if your cat is getting the love that it needs, and I have just the perfect place for you to drop it off Where? every day between 9 and 4.30. Where? At the kitty cat, kitty cat daycare. <laughs> kitty. kitty care, kitty cat daycare. Yes. Wow. Do you ever consider shortening, shortening the name? No. Okay. <laughs> I was just wondering... Uh, Emily, do you have any questions for yeah, Bethany? What's the acronym for your business? It's K K K D K. That's what I feared. <laughs> oh <Thank> boy! You. <laughs> Are you seeing the problem yet? A lot of negativity. Yeah. Towards my ideas, but you know what? That's the way it always goes. When you come up with something, you know what I'm talking about. When you yeah, come up sure. with something amazing, <laughs> and people are, they're like, "That's a great idea," yeah, a but then outwardly they're like, "You can't do that," and that's and that's because they're scared of my success. <laughs> you're 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 turtling in on yourself. Like. But sometimes, just like science experiments, things fail. <laughs> <laughs> and you just have to go, oh, this thing failed. And then you just do something else because, like, you could just have to, like, fail a million times to get the right formula. Maybe, like, just kitty cat daycare. I mean, maybe keep going a couple more weeks, but maybe it'll just fail. And you shouldn't feel bad about it. It's just like a scientific experiment, you know. And you're still a great person and all. <laughs> but it's just like a science experiment. It's like you're going to fail sometimes. Well, that's a very nice sentiment. That Yeah, but I do think with the uh, surveillance cameras that I have appointed throughout the daycare and with now our new shuttle services to outer space, <laughs> that it won't fail. So thank you for your concern, and I will take those comments under advisement. Well, I guess the question is, like, if, if, if it were to fail, in the odd chance that it were to fail, uh, what would the next step for Bethany Baxter be? Oh, I'm glad that you asked. Um, I will probably just sit on my couch and let the cats feast upon my flesh oh when my I die. God. <laughs> because there's no happened? reason to live if I can't run kitty cat. Oh, noble. Kitty care, oh, daycare. Noble. So what happens to the cats then? They just, they're just they just one of those cats that are found and are on the news, and it's like, woman found dead after being consumed by cats, and there's 23 cats in this house. 
Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I for what it's worth, if you've far. already got all the cameras set up, I feel like there's a lot of people that would pay to see that. She's got a point <laughs> there. She's you've already got 23 cats in a house and camera set up. I feel like you've got a good business model. You're just looking at it the wrong way. Yeah. Because if somebody started advertising like a lady's going to get eaten alive by her own cats starting and like you start a timer and you just get subscriptions. You guys with me? No. I like a lot of money for no? your estate. I, do, I feel like I don't condone this. <laughs> Well, I, okay, I, I, I didn't want them to eat me alive. I mean, that was I didn't want death. Yeah, I don't. Them. I don't I want my. I don't want down. Bethany to to pay or to have people pay her to be eaten alive. <laughs> I don't think that's a good business decision. I'm just saying, if they're going to eat her alive anyway. Oh yeah, I guess if you get to that point, you could at least go out spectacularly. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. If we get to it. <laughs> when we get to it. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you so much for, for being on the show, Beth. Thank you, and thank you for letting me promote my amazing idea. <laughs> and Kitty Cat Daycare is going to be a thing on every corner. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, yep. <laughs> so uh, I think we have time for one more song. Uh, Emily Rose, uh, what is this, this last song that you'll be showing mm -hmm. us? Am I allowed to know? I was thinking, um, since, uh, since I brought up the Alanis Morissette, Ooh. we would bring out, bring out an oldie here. Uh, an oldie but a goldie. date we looked at pottery then we drank V8 it's a bit strange when he looks my way I get uncomfortable like I've become his prey God I hope this is platonic That is 
our show, guys. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you, Emily Rose. Thank you, Diane Bailey. Thank you, Dinah Jones. And thank you, Shelly Smith. Thank you, Darren in the booth. Thank you, Planet Net Podcast. And thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, thank you, Kate Home. Wow, that was great.